You're gonna wake in three, two, Hello and welcome back to Wild Wild Westworld. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Ballack, and tell me the truth. Tell me one true thing, Mr. Sean Faw. No, William. I think perhaps one final game. <laughs> oh, creepy Ford with the... Uh... <laughs> I just, like, that moment just, I, I can't even, like, go past it. That moment just stuck out to me. I like got sore fucking thumb. Uh, that's why I had to use that quote. But, like, it's just, like, this really, like, weird B-movie shot of, like, Anthony Hopkins just, like, brooding by himself in this bar and fucking just, like, the worst line of dialogue as we, like, you know, push in for this fucking close-up. I don't know. It was just a really out-of-place moment for, like, such a well-crafted show. Uh, that's a it's a good point. I shouldn't just you bring it up. I'm like, yeah, that was kind of on the corny side. Yeah, my I, I was screaming at my television. But beyond that, <laughs> this was an okayish episode. I don't know what were your uh, initial thoughts there. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a, a good good episode. Uh, I was I was excited to get sort of back into the the thick of it, uh, mm. and you know, start learning some more stuff and figuring out where, where the season's going to go, because this is the, the penultimate episode of the season. Um, yeah, so we're yeah. kind of, we're rounding the bases here. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, especially coming off of the, the last episode, uh, season eight, I can't remember the name of it, but the, uh, the native American episode essentially dances with wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, this one was a little bit more disappointing. This felt more like the, uh, the size more explains it all episode. So I, I felt like there was like a little bit too much, uh, overt explanation and not enough like letting uh, the audience figure it out. I feel like they like the longer the show goes on, the less credit they're giving the audience. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. I kind of saw it as like Ed Harris's uh, for your consideration reel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably one of the, yeah, that'll be the one that they send off for the awards, I'm sure. Oh, for sure. Because, yeah, I mean, he was he was definitely the. The, the the focal point of of the episode mm. and and his stain <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah another cheesy aspect of this episode <laughs> um that that still didn't hurt me as much as the the weird little ford moment but yeah the stain was a little uh a little on the uh i don't know amateur side it was, it was it was gritty. It just it seemed like he just held it. Like I almost want to like edit it so it just goes way longer. Oh. Than it <laughs> like in Arsenio Hall opening. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the kids out there have no idea what that is. But you know. <laughs> Eddie Murphy had this friend who had a talk show. Anyways, um, but the yeah, I mean, uh, there there is definitely a lot to unpack here. So as you said, we start with uh, the the man in black, um, uh, mainly at this party scene um, where he's like hobnobbing because he just gave a bunch of money to uh, uh, what the fuck uh, Ellie Mae Grace or whatever the fuck her name is. Um, uh, Emily Grace. There we go. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, apparently he's, uh, all up in the philanthropy and giving her money and they were, they seem to be like, you know, a loving father daughter relationship at that point. But apparently according to this episode, that's before all the shit hits the fan. Right. Yeah, exactly. But I don't know. I, I thought that they were like kind of their, their 
father daughter relationship had was on the rocks way earlier than this so i <laughs> it was interesting to see them still seem kind of uh you know kind of cool together yeah exactly up until this moment i had assumed that the relationship was always strained right but to to see that it was like them the two of them against mom was like uh, definitely uh, an unexpected revelation um kind of a minor revelation but definitely an unexpected character development Totally. Yeah. Cause I mean, he looks like your man in black William for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I just assume that he, I mean, I guess he was still doing an okay job of, of hiding his, uh, his true self in the his real stain. world. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like, uh, you know, pretty much everyone has fallen for it except his wife who is oddly the only one that sees him as his true self, but the one that he rejects. <laughs> He, he, he wants the robot lady that doesn't care about him, but the one lady that does know exactly who he is, he can't be with. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's a, of all the reasons to, to for having crippling alcoholism, perhaps your, <laughs> your, your spouse being like a total monster in a, another world is a good one. Excellent point. Uh, well, since you bring up the uh, the crippling, crippling alcoholism, one thing I did want to, um, uh, I don't know, address or at least ask you about, uh, hasn't hasn't it been established that William never drinks outside of Westworld? And then we have like a couple of scenes where he's like drinking outside of Westworld. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I was thinking the exact same thing because, uh, yeah, it was like the campfire scene before when he ditches uh, Emily the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She'd mentioned like, oh, yeah, here you drink sort of thing. And then, yeah. What did he order up? Uh, I think it was just like a uh, uh, bourbon straight or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but he said um, like, fuck it. I'll have, you know, McAllen or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess that was the uh, maybe. I don't know, maybe seeing Ford was what allowed him to uh, to revert or regress. Maybe Ford is his cornerstone if he's a robot. <laughs> right. Yeah, because it seemed like he was sort of like the, I shouldn't, but fuck it, you know, whatever. But then also, like, when they're back at the house, he mm-hmm. mentioned he's with Emily again, or, you know, mm-hmm. um, she kind of shows up unannounced. He's like, well, I'll meet you for a nightcap. Exactly. And so I am i don't know that you can have nightcaps with sans boots. <laughs> I thought that's the whole point, was sneaking in an extra drink and making it sound like a respectable thing to do. Here's your Shirley Temple and my <laughs> glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean are those like literally the only two times that he has ever drank outside of westworld or is it just all part of the facade that like he doesn't or is it that he is a robot and the robot doesn't give a fuck and the robot drinks outside of westworld yeah i don't know i hope it's not (laughs) the whole robot thing but then you would think like emily if if you're you don't think your dad drinks and he's Mm. like i'll meet you for a nightcap you think she'd be like Wait, what? Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you doing, why would we do that? Yeah. It seems like that should have been a much more of a surprise or a reaction. And like, I mean, you know, if for most things it would be easy to blame bad acting, but for this show, everything is just so specifically crafted. It's hard to, to believe that, you know, something like that would be a moment like that would be treated with, you know, just kind of, um, uh, uh, haste. 
Right. Yeah. I, I, you think of like we everyone's over analyzing or uh, analyzing every little move or yeah. thing that happens, like doing screenshots and close ups of even the computer screen. So, <laughs> yeah, I would I would think that the the show runners and writers are well aware of that. I would hope so. But I hope there's a God, too. And I'm not too sure of that either. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, save that for another podcast. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Tune into Paula Tinkering for more of that bullshit. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a couple things like um, that were just a little off that makes me wonder if they're just trying to like, you know, if these are just red herrings or they're just trying to kind of steer you off the path before the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the other ones, like I'm glad you brought up the the drinking one. And the other one was the, the kind of in line with the... Um, was it the, the the music box with the ballerina? Mm, yeah, because uh, I think they that she Emily mentions that that she Wait, threw it out. Wait, what's weird about that? Oh yeah, why is that weird? Because then she said she like she threw it out when she got it because mm-hmm. she wasn't just dancing or whatever, and then that's where she found the her dad's personality card. So unless she like discovered it from the garbage or her mom saved it from the garbage and oh yeah i totally assume that the mom would just grab it out of the trash and like you know i'll hold this till she's old enough to actually you know care about things yeah i guess that would be the simple answer that it was saved but i could see how people might think that like oh maybe she is a a ford plant (laughs) i don't know i'm gonna i to me the like it seems very obvious that the mother came and took it out of the trash. Like the only other explanation is like ghosts or, you know, way too far out. Like the thing just disappeared from the trash. That doesn't make sense. But I don't know. The Occam's razor here is kind of what I'm going with, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess my other thing was if she's got this card on her, mm-hmm. like it seems like she took like quite the detour to to kind of bring it up and show it that she had it because like that means she had it on her in in rosh world yeah she's had it the whole time or at least access to it Mm -hmm. just seems like if she had that that she'd kind of go go straight to the source with it what would that i mean where would she go i mean i i I don't follow that line of reasoning what what would she accomplish with that other than showing it to him (laughs) yeah i don't know maybe that's just like like i think it's like a confrontational thing. Like I know who you are sort of thing, but maybe like she went to Raj world and just sort of is grappling with the data from it. Or maybe she never even looked at it. We may never know. It may also be a red herring because like, that's the first time we've ever seen that thing. But the way his wife plugged it into the computer, it seemed like it was a pretty fucking standard thing. So that might just be what USB sticks look like in the future. And she could have been holding any USB stick and being like, Hey, you know, I got your thing. Oh shit. That must be my thing. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. Like it, it was way too easy to interface with it and to like, understand what to do with it to me like you know for his wife i would think that that's got to be just kind of the way things are right yeah i i could i could see that as well now that you bring up the now that you've explained it in a language i understand which is usbs (laughs) all right so picture a zip drive and they all look the same essentially yeah Jazz drive? Does that make more sense? Oh man, I forgot about those. 
Yeah, but essentially, you know, it's a uh, a few petabyte jazz drive, I assume. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I totally get that. But yeah, and I that's a good point too. How like the the wife? Well, one, I thought it was really interesting how she just like was able to to find the the card, unless William like I don't know, like meant for her to find it. It seems like if you don't want your wife to find your you know, your, your browser history card or whatever. You don't just like slip it in a book in the same room they're in. One of the five books that you own in the <laughs> room that she's in. Did you happen to see which book it was in? Uh, I did. I had to like look it up, uh, mm-hmm. but it, it is um, uh, Slaughterhouse Five, I believe, by Kurt Vonnegut. It is. Yeah. Um, I know I read it. Uh, <laughs> that's about as much as I can say. I remember it being about like memory holes and time traveling ish, but, um, that's about as much as I remember. Yeah. Same here. I think I read it twice in different stages of my mm. life and I still have no recollection of the actual plot. So I had to like, someone had to point out online that it's like kind of funny that she, uh, William's wife called him Billy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, like right before that scene sort of and talked about his pilgrimage to Westworld and like the main character in Slaughterhouse Five is named Billy Pilgrim and oh, is right also on. sort of like bouncing around through time and avoiding spending time with his wife yeah I didn't remember the name part but the uh, the, the like time loop correlation definitely made sense because I think if I remember correctly Slaughterhouse Five is like kind of like about a dude going through PTSD but he like yeah. thinks he's time traveling because the PTSD is so bad and he's like having these flashbacks but he thinks he think a flashback is like he thinks he's actually there so like right. he thinks he's time traveling and it's just kind of like a way of dealing with that mental thing totally yeah I think like the only image from that book that ever like stuck with me or that stood out was sort of like being able to see a person from like birth all the way through death is sort of one being so it's like if you were to see like on the left hand side a baby and it like almost like that um evolution sort of uh you know drawing or, or diagram oh. but just being able to, to see from a baby all the way to you know until, until you're dead that being is one just you know yeah but like literally just looking at a person and seeing them as the whole of their life rather than the moment that you are encountering them in their life Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely fairly Westworldian, especially considering the whole loop cycle that everyone is on. But, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, because I, I feel like, um, I mean, we don't have all of uh, William's life on that card, but we probably one of the the humans with the, the most kind of like logged Westworld, uh, I, don't, I don't know, like stuff on, on his zip drive. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I guess we should really get into the, the biggest thing of this episode, and that is, do you think William is a robot? I hope he's not. So I, I really don't <laughs> want him to be because I feel like it was, it'll sort of kind of ruin part of this journey to see yeah. kind of what William becomes. But yeah, it's sort of like for him to just be a host is is for me just like a version of the everything was just a dream yeah sort of trope so i kind of i hope he's not and i I think he's just i think william hopes or wishes that he was a a host so that he would be somewhat blameless and you know for for who he is i think he sees like who he really is and who who he's capable of being and it's just sort of like like i i don't know like i wish i was a host so that i had some sort of excuse for being this kind of a monster and i think that's maybe part of why he's like always massaging his wrist Mm. 
Yeah, that's that's kind of one of the theories I was exploring a bit. The idea that like he is actually human, but he's kind of going through the reverse of what the um, the hosts are going through. Mm-hmm. So like he spent so much time in Westworld that he's like going a little bit mad because he's between worlds, and you know he is starting to think that he might be a host and just going crazy in that other way. Um, but then uh, the kind of the the contradictory theory would be that if he is a host it does make a lot of sense that he would be a host and it's possible that like when his wife was um i you know drunk for 20 years or whatever because she thought the worst of him when she actually saw it it's possible that she killed herself because she finally got the confirmation but it's also possible that she killed herself because she got confirmation that he's a robot oh that's a good point so, and there's like the whole issue with like the blood in the bath and whatnot. I had just assumed it was a slitting of the wrist, but after kind of hearing some other theories, like there's a lot of people questioning where the blood came from. But as far as I saw there, the, you know, we see the blood like on the arm. So at the very least, it just indicated that she slit her wrist, which was my initial thought. But now I'm starting to think that it's possible that like she saw that William was a robot and she freaked out and thought she might be a robot so she started digging in her arm for the the port thing and maybe the pills were just to like numb herself enough to be able to dig into her arm for the fucking you know interface port oh interesting yeah because i was gonna say didn't we see like a a thing of pills as well so yeah and then yeah when i saw some blood or something i'm like oh maybe from vomiting or a nosebleed or i don't know something like that but yeah now I, i like that that potential path there yeah i i'm kind of 50 50 on both like i still don't know if william is a robot or not i don't have any strong convictions there but i can definitely see it going either way but i mean stepping back a second the you know the whole uh moment with him and um is it elsie grace what the fuck is her name Emily Grace, God damn it, uh, with him and Emily Grace where, um, you know, there's that final confrontation and he actually shoots her. Like if he's a robot and she's a robot, then that means something different than if only one of them is a robot. And then that means something different if they're neither robots. Um, do you, where do you stand on Emily Grace, robot or not? How say you, sir? I say... Ah, gosh, I really don't know. <laughs> I, I think she really, I think she, that was, that was the human one. I'm going to, I'm going to put, put my, uh, my money on that one. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're coming up to the, uh, the final episode here. So we should probably, uh, you know, just go around and say, uh, say bot or not. Uh, <laughs> right. The, you, the Emily we saw get shot, I think was the real Emily. And do you think she's really, really dead? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's uh well because there are still people alive that remember her, so she could <laughs> be reconstructed somehow. Yeah, I mean, oh, one of the other theories as far as um, uh, William is concerned is that like if he is a robot, which version of a robot is he? Is he the brain scanned robot or is he the uh, Bernard version where he's the accumulation of everyone else's input about him? So like even both of those would be, you know, another whole splinter tree of fucking uh, possibilities. Um, But uh, Charlotte, bot or not? Charlotte, I think some kind of bot. Mm -hmm. Um, 
just because of the the subtle head grab <laughs> when she was looking for the uh, the bomb in her neck. Yeah, yeah. During the um, uh, Clementine um, mesh uh, murder. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's that whole issue. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Clementine obviously wasn't able to mesh murder Bernard. So there right. is a difference between the regular hosts and the not, I mean, Bernard has been scanned, so he doesn't have the bomb in his neck, right? That's, that's my, uh, assumption, or at least this version of the Bernard bot doesn't have it. Yeah. I mean, it feels like it'd be fairly easy for Ford to not put a bomb in there. <laughs> right. And it's also, I just don't understand how Bernard's just out and about walking around. I, I figured they would maybe keep him on lockdown now figuring out he's a host and yeah, and the whole cradle blowing up and stuff. I feel like they wouldn't just uh, interrogate him and then be like, cool, you're free to go about yeah, yeah. your business. <laughs> You've always been cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have full access to the park. Exactly. Go have fun, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is an interest. I, I didn't really question that as anywhere near as much as I should, but yeah, that does. I mean, unless there's like weird timeline issues that we're not quite putting together. Um, but yeah, as far as I am remembering that timeline should be awkward. <laughs> you would think cause he's still got Ford in his head talking to him. Yeah. And the last we saw him with Ford in his head, he was shooting up guards. Totally. Yeah. It's, um, so, yeah, someone's yeah. got to have something to say about that. And obviously at this point, well, I guess the, the que question more is when does it happen that Charlotte, uh, brings him to his own bodies? Right, right. Because that's where we like definitely, you know, everyone else gets confirmation that he's a robot. So what, where is, I can't remember where that falls in the timeline exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that would be kind of the definer as to why they might be treating him nicer than they should. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because there was that scene, I forget how many episodes back, but where, where they do have him in it, or, you know, before they, what, virtually waterboard him or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That he like whispers something to Charlotte. And then Charlotte's like, tell them what you just told me. And then mm. we don't, uh, he get to hear what he says or anything. So I'm like, what did he say that now he's sort of like, you're free to go? That's true. Yeah. And the, well, hmm. Cause no, because when he, um, shit, or he gives him the coordinates to where the, um, the Valley is or something. Right. Yeah. But I think that would be like this, that stuff I think is all in like the day of day after. I think the other stuff is like two weeks. I think the interrogation is the two weeks after. So I think it's possible that that stuff that we're seeing there is them not having known that Bernard is a robot yet. Got it. Yeah, I guess I, I, I it could the be timelines, I, right? Yeah, I, I, I think I got to like make a fucking, I don't know, roadmap or something to figure out these timelines again. But I need more string and post-it notes. Exactly. Yeah, I got to go all fucking Dexter in here to try and figure this shit out. But, <laughs> right. Or I guess that's more uh, Pepe Silva. <laughs> yeah so i'm certainly i'm hoping that in this finale we get a bit more clarity on some of the timelines and i yeah. think i'm excited to find out you know what it's going to be because then it'll make a sort of second run through the season that much more more fun to do to know like oh 
this is what's really happening. Yeah, I mean, I I would I do enjoy the idea, like especially the the first season. Like, there's you know a big moment in the last episode that makes the entire rest of the season, when you rewatch it, have a completely different context. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, it's basically the the sixth sense effect. So it's you know it's it it gives you that rewatchability, but especially a show that's crafted you know so uh, meticulously for a a Reddit audience that is going to tear everything apart bit by bit. Um, I, I definitely appreciate that aspect of the show. Uh, rewatchability is something that is uh, very uncommon these days. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, except for The Office, which seems to be going through a renaissance with people rewatching it over and over really? again. Did it like just come back on who? Or fucking I think Netflix Comedy Central picked it up. Oh, gotcha. Like the reruns are syndicated it, so... Yeah, I just feel like I still see a whole bunch of like office memes and people talking about it. So that's true. I have seen a lot of that recently, but I feel like that just never went away. So many people <laughs> just like, toy, you know, it's like the office space stuff. It's like anyone that works in an office just feels that horror and it just resonates so clearly. Yeah, totally. Uh, Ashley, bot or not? Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to say, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) That's accurate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll buy that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause I I don't know what sort of like, well, clearly no one uh, other than some people in what London that saw the finale already. Um, no one quite knows what sort of twist they might spring on us for the last one. Like is, are they going to pull this whole, like we're in a simulation within a simulation type thing? Yeah. Yeah. Some inception bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's Nolan style. Yeah. I mean, if all of this is just taking place on some eight year old's iPhone, this is going to be a really pissed off audience (laughs) right yeah no i don't think they would they would go to that uh, extreme it's essentially just like a really good visualization of sim city pretty much i mean yeah it's kind of (laughs) how how westworld like that's how i felt about it you know in season one that's true uh, more of an RPG, but yeah, definitely yeah. has. It had it, the first season, first few episodes specifically had a lot more like video game D and D feel to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we're getting more into like the sort of just kind of I don't know Western military adventure. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so yeah, I, I guess for Ashley, I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what other characters also, yeah, bring up like, um, again, why do they have Sylvester and Felix in this whole season? <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> Haven't seen them in a while. What happened to them? Did they, yeah, uh, like they had maybe like a total of three minutes of total screen time this whole season. Is it just because they were such loved characters last season that they had to like figure out how to shoehorn them in somewhere? So maybe just dragged them along for no reason. Yeah, I don't know. Just to they, like, they got to come back in uh, the next episode. There's there, I there's got to be a payoff for them somehow. Yeah, because I saw that more so with Felix. The way he, you know, maybe he was like, I thought he was there to show him like being the a human that wants to kind of follow Maeve uh, and oh. what have you. And so that's kind of shows that like, you know, and there's that- there's going to be a split, or there will be people split that are like, you know, humans that'll be sort of, you know, advocates for. For hosts and and vice versa. I mean, if if that is, that scares me because that makes me feel more like Lost, where they just kind of 
run, let something run its course and then kind of forget about it. And like, if, you know, if they're going the lost route of just setting up random shit and then, you know, maybe paying them off or not, I am going to be very pissed off. <laughs> yeah. I hope they factor in and it's not just a, they just want to, we just want to be nice and keep their SAG benefits. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just need healthcare. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I, I am going to bet Felix and Oscar are both bots and that will be revealed in the next episode. Wow. Strong yeah. words. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking a bold stance today. <laughs> uh, so the forge, uh, do you, do you think it has a, uh, uh, crazy elite speak hacker name uh, i was gonna like- ask you that too like what your uh, <laughs> what your elite speak uh spelling of the forge would be i mean i think I w- the only I thing was- i think is a zero and maybe a, a a three for the e oh i would just go number four ge whoa okay that makes that's sense. more of like license plate than elite speak but <laughs> oh that's hilarious though yeah i was totally gonna ask that <laughs> but you had a you had a good one. Better Great. better leet. <laughs> better leet than never. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on the Wild Wild West World. I hope you had a wild wild time with us and uh join us for all the wild wild shenaniganry uh next week, which might be the last time for who knows how long. Maybe another year and a half or three years or however long they decide to do that. Uh, but be sure to check out all the shows on our uh, Fallcast network at fallcast.com. Uh, we've got Paula Tinkering, Text Before Calling, Going Down on South Park, and Literally Literary. So um, uh, you guys might like the South Park show. I don't know if you guys would care about any of the other shows, though. Uh, Matt, what do you got to pimp? Uh, just uh, pimping up that uh, the Wild Wild Westworld on, on Facebook. Um, mm. Just uh, drop us a line, say hi, uh, hit that like button, and we are uh, excited to... Uh, enjoy the the series finale with you guys or season finale <laughs> yeah might be the series finale who knows well yeah let's see let's see if they pull this off but yeah hit us up on the uh, the facebook there and uh, give us your fan theories or uh, tell us why we're absolutely uh uh idiots um yeah join us won't you 